You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron live with Ethan Haristadulu. Welcome back, everybody, to the Greeks Gridiron. I am Ethan Hristadoulou. It is January 5th, 2022, and today I'm coming at you guys with another State of the Franchise video, our series where we take a look at teams that have struggled this year, and in today's case, we'll be discussing none other than the Carolina Panthers, kind of take a look at where they stand, the talent level that they're at, what they should be looking at heading into the offseason, and some big key points that I think this team will be focusing on as they roll into the end of the year. So, as always, make sure you hit that like button if you enjoy the video. Comment down below, Panthers fans. What do you guys think this team should be looking at as they head into the offseason? A lot of potential here. A lot of really good players we're going to talk about and list today as we go through some of the building blocks for this team. And just kind of how do you feel about the Panthers heading into the 2022 offseason? So let's get into some discussion. The Carolina Panthers. This has got to be uh, I don't want to say one of the more disappointing teams, but a team that I did not expect to be looking at either 5-12 and 12 or 6-11, and 11, depending on how their final game wraps up this coming weekend. Um, but they're currently sitting at 5-11, and 11, obviously eliminated from the playoffs. They they showed a very... I like They showed a lot of signs of struggle in some areas that I did and did not expect coming into this season. I did have them ranked at the lowest in the NFC South division, but my biggest concern for this team, as was the same with the Dallas Cowboys, who have obviously done a much different sort of path. They're sitting at 11 and five, whereas the Panthers here are five and 11, um, obviously some very different situations at some very key positions, but they're so young and so inexperienced. That was something that I thought might hurt the team. And I definitely think that's part of it, but there's also just some disconnect and some other things as well. Before we get into too many negative things though, as I always start with the videos, we'll discuss the building blocks because honestly, out of every single team that I am going over in this state of the franchise series, the Carolina Panthers is probably the best suited team to turn things around and do kind of like a worst to to maybe not first, but worse to far better than they were last year turnaround. When you look at this group and how many just big names or talented players or potential on this roster, it's kind of ridiculous. A lot more on the defensive side than the offensive side, but the point still remains. First off, the secondary, you have safety Jeremy Chin, while obviously not having the turnover frenzied rookie year he was having last year, has a pick, a forced fumble, a sack. The guy's made his fair share of plays, obviously not as dominant as he was last year, but I think that's a combination of things, not just solely on him. You also have Dante Jackson, a leader for the defense, rookie cornerback J.C. Horn, who looked pretty solid in the few snaps that we got to see him play before he went down with injury and missed the rest of the year. Then when you start to get into the closer half of the defense, you got yourselves the linebackers and edge rushers and whatnot. Shaq Thompson, dude, has 71 tackles, a couple of interceptions, a couple of sacks, a great linebacker, a great leader for this defense, the play caller, the shot caller, the QB of the defense. Then you got Hassan Reddick, their free agent signing from this offseason. 43 pressures in 15 sacks to boot. That is ridiculous. And then Brian Burns as well, another young guy who really presses the edge. Nine sacks, 50 pressures for him. That's so many pressures combined between just those two guys alone. I mean, the defense is stacked on this team with so much young talent. And that's not to, you, obviously, you can't forget about Stephon Gilmore, the reason I don't have him on there, we'll get into in a minute. But I mean, 
there is just so much talent on this defense, and I have said it all year, and I'll say it again. This is a championship-level defense that had no offense paired with it, and it's really unfortunate because I hate to see great defenses like this go to waste. On the offensive side of the football, the list is far shorter and very few in between. I have tackled Taylor Moten. He was probably the one bright spot on an offensive line that led up way too many sacks this year, 50 to be exact. That's ranked 29th in the league. Then you have wide receiver DJ Moore, obviously, who's played very well for them. Um, outside of that, the wide receiver group, though, so many drops recorded. There are 30, 31 total drops. That's 28th in the league. That is not good at all. What are you supposed to do when, one, you're having bad quarterback play, and two, when your quarterback's hitting receivers, they're still dropping the football anyways? And then, of course, you have the two running backs, Chuba Hubbard, Christian McCaffrey, Chuba Hubbard has done a solid job in this in the limited action that he has seen 564 yards five touchdowns only a singular fumble uh, and then obviously the injuries continuing on with CMC we are just not getting to see him play the full slate of 16 games it it's really unfortunate because he got his mega deal and it's not even like he hasn't produced he just hasn't really had the chance to produce because of just freak after freak after freak injury but out of every single team that I have listed building blocks for, this team has, what is this, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different players that I'm, and there might even be more, but these are just like the ten that really stand out to me when I watch this Panthers team play. There is so much talent, especially on the defensive side of the football. There is some talent, there is some good talent on the offense, but I mean, that defense, I cannot praise them enough. They played so well all year long, and just for their offense to let them down week after week is such a shame. There is a lot to build off and a lot to be excited about for this Panthers team. Like I said, out of every single team I have done for this series up until this point, the Panthers are probably the most well-off out of all of them with just the a massive amount of influx of talent that has already come in and has produced solid numbers. Now, for big team needs, I have four positions that I've specifically labeled that I think are fairly obvious and actually only focus on the offensive side of the football because realistically speaking, you have a player or two at just about every single position on the defense that can cover a starting spot. And while obviously you want to have a legit guy at every single position, that's kind of not realistic in the NFL. It does not happen that often. There are very, very, very few rare cases where that is the actual case. But the first one I got labeled, and I think it is probably the most glaringly obvious, and I'm curious to see how this whole thing works out, is quarterback has got to be the number one thing that they go after this year. There is too much talent on this team to not go and get a guy that can orchestrate anything, even, even if it amounts to just a few more touchdowns through the air and a few less interceptions and a few less three and outs and a few less just dead drives. I know that they were in on Deshaun Watson. There's a litany of quarterbacks potentially going to be available this offseason. Every single week that goes by, I think less and less Aaron Rodgers leaving Green Bay is probably not going to happen. I think that the I think that the relationship over there has been mended really well and a great season that they've had leading to ultimately the number 1 seed in the NFC has kind of mended the issues. Granted that all the issues started up after being the number 1 seed and losing in the NFC Championship. This is a better team for them, so I don't really see Rodgers ending up as a free agent this year or potentially being traded. So I'm kind of going to just go ahead and throw him out of the mix. The other quarterbacks though, Russell Wilson, seems like there is a strong possibility he might not be playing for the Seahawks next next year, especially after this season. Basically, only 
exasperating the issues that they've had. I did do a State of the Seahawks franchise video where I said, you know, I think it's best for Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll to stay in Seattle, but I, I can't I can't deny that there are outs and there are signs that are pointing to him potentially leaving. I do think he's best suited to stay in Seattle for at least another season, but we'll have to see how that goes. There's also rumors of Derek Carr being gone from the Raiders or Kirk Cousins being gone from the Vikings, and this is all hypotheticals, but I mean, these are the, these are the names that are popping up. Matt Ryan is another one as well. I think any of those quarterbacks, whoever they wind up with, are significant upgrades to whatever they've had on display at the quarterback position this year. P.J. Walker is not the guy. Um, Cam Newton, he is not starting caliber talent anymore. I loved the whole Cam Newton reunion in that game against the Cardinals. I was really excited to see him get up a couple of touchdowns, and you know the hype was there for that game, but then when he got the opportunity to start... Nothing really came from it. And, and I hate that because I was actually really excited and I thought, okay, actually, maybe this is going to work. Maybe Cam being back in Carolina is going to rejuvenate him and it's going to spark something. And I thought, you know, maybe this Panthers offense could potentially, even if not take off, become a little bit more serviceable, put up some more points and help out a defense that was like dragging this team through the point of the midseason. Um, and then obviously, of course, Sam Darnold, who they are on the hook for his fifth year option now. I really, really do do not like that they picked up the fifth year option just to try to like commit to him right out of the gates. I remember when it happened, pretty surprising uh, that it did, but they are there. I think they're on the hook for like $18 million now for doing that. I don't know if trading him away relieves any of that money. I have not looked into the cap situation for that, but I mean, you got to look at the quarterback. I spent so much time talking about the QB. There are three other positions we're going to get into, but they've got to be figuring something else out at quarterback. You have a fantastic defense. You need to get something going on offense, and none of the three quarterbacks on their roster right now are going to amount to very many wins again next season, in my opinion. Second on the list, and you could argue this one's probably even more important than the quarterback position just because of how poorly they've played. The offensive line has been terrible in the passing game 50 sacks which is 29th in the league and they're only behind the worst ones by like one to three sacks or something like that I think the league leader is like 54 so they're not too far behind from being worse than the league as bad as I want to say some of these quarterbacks in Carolina have played this year I can't just sit here and act like the offensive line group is not a big proponent of that and I am curious to see if they did make some big upgrades to the offensive line how maybe Sam Darnold might fare or maybe how maybe how Cam Newton might fare. There is like a piece of me that's like, well, man, if this offensive line could just get drastically improved, like how well could they play? I don't know, obviously. I don't think anyone does. And honestly, if, I, if I'm being completely upfront with you guys, it's probably not much better than what we got right now. But there is a piece of me that thinks, man, you know, if they if they worked, and, and, it's, and it only opens up, it'll only open up things in the run game as well. If the passing game's doing better, they're going to get more from the running game because I don't think they've gotten quite as much from the running game as they were hoping to as well. So, I mean, improving the offensive line, I think, would go a long way in at least solidifying this offense and letting them be a little bit more stable and a little bit more more effective in, in every facet of the game, whether it's passing or running the ball. Third on the list that I have here is the tight end group. And that's because this tight end group has done almost nothing the entire season. It basically strips away an entire aspect of their offense and their passing game. 
um, 300 and I almost said 50 sacks here because it's right next to the to the number on the notes 361 yards and one touchdown combined between the two guys that have gotten the majority of the snaps at the tight end position that's basically a non-factor I don't know what the actual per game average number is I didn't write I didn't divide the number by 16 games to see but I mean your tight ends have contributed one score all season long and hardly any yardage at all you need a guy like a Greg Olson like they had for such an extended period of time to open things up in the middle to be that big body to you know I mean you look at like Kyle Pitts who's in the division thousand yard receiver his rookie year obviously they didn't have the the chance to draft him but imagine had they had that opportunity I think a guy like Kyle Pitts would have been a huge difference maker and not to say JC Horn wasn't the right pick but they didn't get anything out of him this year because of the injury and that's obviously something you don't know is going to happen you didn't have the opportunity for Pitts but just imagine if they had a playmaker like that going through, you know, running the seam routes and just working the inside of the field, opening things up for the wide receivers because he's an actual threat. I think that would really help out this receiving group from the wide receivers to the tight ends as a whole. Then the last one that I have listed here has got to be the wide receiver group. Like I said, they have DJ Moore. He's a great number one wide receiver for them. Uh, but the rest of the group, man, and, and I cannot stress this enough, 31 dropped passes is just an absolute problem. They need to get more they need to get more um, star power in, in the receiver group. Realistically, as a whole, not just wide receivers, but the receiving group as a whole. So that includes the tight end. I think that having just DJ Moore has kind of... It, it's allowed defenses to really just focus in on him, try to eliminate him from the game, and then, like, where are you going to go from there? They need receivers. They need, they need, they need them. And I cannot stress that enough. The 31 dropped passes is just not a recipe for success, especially with how much your quarterbacks have struggled this year, that being a big piece of it as well. Wide receiver has got to be something they're looking at, whether it's a big ticket free agent or somebody in the draft, because obviously you can't just think, okay, well, let's draft QB, O-lineman, tight end, and receiver. You're going to have to dip in one place or the other. I would hope that they have their eyes on probably a free agent wide receiver. I think that somebody that's already established and just kind of ready to go that's going to potentially be out there in the open for them to snag up would be a solid way to go. We'll have to see how money looks and everything. The cap is supposed to rise a lot, so a lot of teams are going to have money. I think a lot of people are about to get overpaid this offseason potentially because of how much the cap is going to jump. There's definitely going to be a few extra dollars flung around at some people that probably shouldn't be getting paid as much as they will be, but I digress. Um, wide receiver group, definitely an important one. Not the most important of the group, but definitely one they should be keeping an eye on. Now, I do have a, f a few other key points that I want to bring up here and mention to you guys. Obviously, I've kind of discussed the QB1 thing at length. Um, more so just the... The, the link to Watson is something I really want to talk about, and I've already kind of stressed at length the whole offensive line has not helped them, the dropped passes has not helped them as well, but just curiously speaking, what are the odds that they actually go after a quarterback? They do owe that $18 million to Sam Darnold, and obviously they don't have to commit to Cam Newton and P.J. Walker if they don't want to. I'm very, very curious to see just how aggressive they are going into this offseason because there was the rumors that the owner really loved the idea of Watson and they were very aggressive signing or trading for some other players. You saw them go after CJ Henderson when uh, JC Horn went down and then also they went after Stephon Gilmore as well, which is another point we'll discuss here in a second. But they've seemed fairly aggressive. I think that they know what they have on defense and they want to really build around that offense. So if I was to just throw my opinion out there and give you guys a guess as to what I 
I think Carolina does. I think they're pretty aggressive in free agency. Like I mentioned, you have Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, if everything works out with him. Um, who else is potentially going to be out there? Jameis Winston was another name that I saw. I mean, there's a litany of potential quarterbacks that are going to be an upgrade for this team if they were to go after any of them, uh, whether they end up being free agents or not, or maybe somebody that they trade for, whatever it may be. The Panthers seem aggressive, and I think that they're aware their quarterback situation is not what it needs to be, and they have such a great defense. I expect them to be aggressive. I don't know who they're going to land, but I definitely expect them to be in the running for a quarterback. Now, as for Stephon Gilmore, like I just mentioned, this is definitely an interesting prospect in my opinion. They didn't really give up a ton for him because Gilmore was hurt and everything. They got a pretty pretty solid deal for him. He's going to be a free agent this offseason. He started out really hot with a couple of picks his first two games with them and looked incredible and then maybe slowed down a little bit. But, I mean, he's average, He's only allowed 15 catches on the 22 targets that have gone his way. It seems that quarterbacks are still respecting how good he is. His worst game ended up being the one against Tom Brady, which kind of makes sense considering Brady practiced against him. He probably knows what he does and does not do well. Somebody as good as Tom Brady is, is going to definitely have those types of, you know, efficiencies and deficiencies kind of locked in and figured out on a player like that, that he practiced against for what, a couple of years, I think at least two, three years, I forget how long they were together in, in uh, new England, but um, you know, he continues to be great. Obviously not the Gilly lock of 2019, but definitely a guy that is, uh, he's a threat, a big name. And also on top of that, in a secondary that's filled with talent. C.J. Henderson, while not quite as impactful as some people probably might have hoped considering they traded for him, it is a guy that was very talented coming out of the draft that they do have at their disposal. You also, of course, look at Dante Jackson as well, and then J.C. Horn. It's very interesting to see such a loaded cornerback group, and I'm really curious to see who is going to end up being the odd man out, and I'm curious if it's going to be Stephon Gilmore because after the season he's had where he only played eight games, uh, he came back a week eight or something like that, week six, seven. I don't remember the number exactly. He's only play, he hasn't he played about half a season roughly. Um, I don't know if they've gotten enough out of him to warrant the big money he wanted, with like which ultimately led to him leaving New England. I'm curious to see if he takes a pay cut. I know he was very vested in going to Carolina just because of the fact that he had a home there already. So it'll be interesting to see how they go about keeping him or not keeping him I think in such a loaded secondary you can never have too many good corners in this league and that's part of the reason why this team has been able to stay strong on defense is because of the amount of talent they've had there and it's hard to get that amount of talent in one secondary group but I would love to see him stay there I think he'd be a great piece for this defense to keep them rolling for at least another year or two I think he's still got a lot left in him but we'll have to see ultimately what they decide to do the last piece that I want to talk to you guys about, and this is something that it's more of a question to you Panthers fans than anything else, because I don't have a super large opinion on it, but it's definitely something that I've noticed since it's happened, and I don't really think was handled correctly, and I also don't think was the answer. Joe Brady got fired earlier this year because of, I'm assuming, the inefficiency of the offense and, and whatnot, but was it really the right move and do you think that after really not seeing the offense improve at all with the firing of Joe Brady, does Matt Rule need to go as well? I just find it funny that like Brady was kind of the scapegoat for them, and they were like, all right, we're going to dump Brady because the offense is doing so bad. And then the offense literally got no better, and if anything, probably got worse. Um, I, I don't really see how... 
the, that change really affected them in any positive manner. And I almost just kind of feel like I mentioned Joe Brady was a scapegoat for them to kind of just appease fans and show them we're trying to make this work. We're trying to make this work. Uh, it did not work. And now when you look at rule in his first two seasons, he has led the Panthers to a 10 and 22 record up until this point with a potential another loss coming their way this weekend. If they don't get a win would put them at 10 and 23 or 11 and 22. If they do get the win. So Panthers fans, I just want to know what your opinion is on this. Do you think Matt Rule needs to go here? Do you think it made sense to fire Joe Brady? Was Joe Brady the issue? Was Matt Rule the issue? Was it a combination of both? Or is it just because we have had Sam Darnold, PJ Walker, and Cam Newton throwing the ball, among other things like a really porous offensive line that has not really been able to protect the quarterback? As for my final thoughts on the team, though, it's a young team, and they are littered with talent. There's so much potential here, especially on the defense. I, I cannot sing the praises enough about them. Um, I think that the offensive issues far exceeded what anyone was expecting them to run into, having a new quarterback coming in and Sam Darnold. It, it was crazy because those first three weeks, it was like, wow, the Panthers, they, they pulled off a crazy thing here. Sam Darnold was getting it done with his legs more so through the air, and that was something that I was buying into the Panthers hype more so because of that defense. And I loved how much it like how well it was playing, but ultimately, you know, there was a piece of me that was like, but Sam Darnold's not really getting it done through the air, but I believed in that defense. So I was definitely a buyer those first few weeks. Uh, I don't think Brady being fired was the right move. And I honestly think that he should have stayed there because it would have just given them more time to, you know, to develop the system he was trying to put together there. Uh, The glaring needs at offensive line definitely have impacted this and they need to go wide receiver. They need to go tight end. And obviously QB at this point, I think they really need to start looking at skill players and also just what they're going to be doing at QB one. And from what it feels like they're going to be active in the free agency market for a quarterback. The owner feels very win now. And just based off some of the moves they made and the rumors of them trying to be in on Deshaun Watson, it sounds like they're going after somebody at quarterback this off season. And, you know, maybe they eat the Sam Darnold. I I think, because I think, they're on the hook for the whole thing I don't I don't know how the fifth year option works for money I, I didn't look into it going into this video and I probably should have but I didn't um but that's a weird and interesting scenario but with the cap going up so much they will have some extra money to kind of play with so we'll have to see what they do there um but they got a championship defense they build some uh, even a solid unit and bring in a good offensive coordinator and maybe they move on from Matt Rule. Maybe a coaching change is in their future. I, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing it. I don't really think we've seen enough from Matt Rule and honestly, it's it hasn't been great. Like I said, ten and twenty two. There's not really a strong reason to keep him around anyways. So maybe just a fresh start, getting a new head coach, bringing in a new, you know, new coordinators, not on defense though. I like what their defense was doing. I don't know if that's Matt rule system or their defensive coordinator, whosever's it is that needs to stay the same. If it's Matt rule, uh, you know, hopefully they can keep somewhat of a similar system if they do get rid of him. But I, I love what the defense is doing. I just really hope they can build an offense to back up that defense because I hate seeing championship caliber defenses getting wasted. And I'm looking at you, Denver Broncos. I'm looking at you. But that is my video on the Panthers. Let me know what y'all think in the comment section down below. I will catch you guys with another video. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday and I'll see you next time.